It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. Well, I'm so excited you tuned in to today's program. We have an amazing woman that's going to be sharing some fantastic things. If you love history as much as I do, you're absolutely going to love this program. For any of you that have just tuned in for the very first time, thank you so much. The Divas That Care is in its 11th season and we have a variety of different amazing women that host their own programs on our network. So make sure that you check them out at divasthatcare.com. Well, let's get started. Today's guest is Sheila Willis. And Sheila is absolutely the, so interesting that I can't wait for her to share the things that she's doing with all of you. So welcome to the program, Sheila. Hello. Glad to be here. What an honor. Well, I'm excited to have you. I had so much fun when you and I chatted the other day that I'm like, this is going to be a great show. People are going to find it so interesting. I I certainly hope so. You've mentioned history already. That is my passion. I, I love I it. A, I live in a small town of 148 people. Actually, it's a hamlet. And it's in northern Alberta, two hours north of Edmonton. And... Our little teeny tiny community used to be the major thoroughfare to go anywhere north, even Grand Prairie, which is four hours to the west of us, on, a, on kind of Isn't the surface route. <laughs> so, you know what? And that's what I always love about, you know, history and where you come from. It's like, okay, what was it like? Because where you're at now, it wasn't like that before. But before we kind of dive into that, Sheila, would you mind spending a couple of minutes just sharing about who you are with all of our listeners? Sure. Um, I am. I identify as a housewife from the bush, and having said that, you already know I'm a historian, and I'm also a very big supporter of small business and rural communities, and those passions have led me to create a mobile app that's map-based. It's now all of Alberta, and it shares historical sites and stories as well as places to visit, see, and go and do. It's called History Check, and you can find it at historycheck.ca, and that is run by my company, Impact Tourism. So we've taken that one step further, and we collaborate with other groups and organizations to bring people into all that Alberta has to offer. That was the very short professional side of me. Um, I love it. (laughs) I, I have three boys. Three lovely boys, four grandchildren, three girls and a boy, and I have been happily married for 25 years. And that, that's the short version of the personal side of me. <laughs> well, you know what? I find that you are absolutely extraordinary. When you were telling me about your the app that you designed, I thought, oh, my goodness, I can't wait to check that out. And one of the things that I one of the questions I want to ask you is why you decided to do this, because you've taken on a huge project. You know, from what you and I chatted about, this is a huge thing. And I don't think people understand how big of a project this is. So I kind of want to dive into the history of why this all started. Okay. So 
way back when, it was actually my father-in-law, who was born in 1916, who got me interested in the local history. So in my small area, which is by Lesser Slave Lake, there's one river that comes out of it. So that would have been a major highway route for the Indigenous people for eons before settlers ever arrived here. That river junction then became a steamboat town. Our highway was part of the Alaska Highway as the troops moved north to build it. And we also had, oh, the Klondike Gold Rush and some German prisoners of war. Um, As I've said, Smith only has 148 people, so we have a restaurant, a grocery store, a gas station, actually two restaurants now. So how could I take that history and turn it into something that helped support those small rural businesses? The first thing I did was Smith, or pardon me, Alberta's first geocaching tour. So that was basically putting a hundred of these stories on the map and telling the stories and sharing some pictures. Then in all of that kind of led me into knowing more people interested in historical tourism. And one lady said to me today, it would be great if we could put everything on one online source, tell the stories, but also link into the museum or historical society. So this is about six years ago. Online, online was really getting going then, but a lot of people didn't understand it. So I took up the challenge to combine everybody's information and put it on one mobile app so that everybody could find anything and search it to draw those connections. It, it's very convoluted, <laughs> like you huge. said. <laughs> wow. I'm trying to make that as simple as possible. Um. So we did. I did. I raised my hand and said, hey, I can do that. And and when I started, I'm, I said online source before because I had no idea what an app was. I went to my techie friend, Scott, and said, this is what I'd like to see on my phone. And he said, oh, you need an app. And I said, what's an app? <laughs> so, yeah, a bit of a learning curve going on there. <laughs> but I, I had this vision, and I wanted I wanted anybody to go onto their phone and find all of this information that that I wanted to find on my phone. <laughs> so we started well, the process, created History Check as a Northern Alberta yeah. app. Well, and I love that. And I'm going to let you know too because one of the things that I found was fascinating. A lot of people don't realize the amazing history this province has. You know, no. they think, oh, well, I need to go traveling and I need to go somewhere else to find history and to do things like that. But what you've created is absolutely mind-blowing for a lot of people that love history like myself. But for people just to realize, you know what, I don't have to, you know, travel to another country. I can just travel within my own province and locate and find all these amazing places in the history and, and really learn about the backbone of how we were we were built. Yeah, how, how how Alberta was created. And for me, History Check is not just, hey, here's a bridge. It was built then, right? To me, that's like a social studies class, which was, dates was quite frankly boring. I could care less about dates. <laughs> it's the yep. stories. Like, we have a, a, on my app, there's a guy here called the Mayor of Smith. He's, I, I can't even remember when he passed away. I think in the 70s. 
it's a hamlet. We've never had a mayor, but the local residents figured that a mayor should be visible to people. And Ole Anderson was because he was, mm, he chose to live in cabins that he built from scrap and scavenged items. He had a trail of about six dogs behind him and tourists stopped to pay him to take his picture. <laughs> Does that kind of give you a visual of Ole? <laughs> yes. But, but Ole missed his own funeral because it, when he got elderly, he was sent to live with another person in B.C. And when he passed away, the Smith residents raised the money to bring him back to bury him in Smith. But that was by train in those days, and there was an avalanche. So his train was blocked from coming through. So Ole, true to form of being a little bit outside of the box, missed his own funeral. <laughs> I love that story. So, and and every community's got an Ole. Like and yes. and that was part of Smith. That's those are memories of people, right? And it and it makes what Alberta fascinating. So I'm I've also recently written a book about my area, um, and touched on a murder that happened at the other end of Lesser Slave Lake in nineteen oh four and also the signing of Treaty Eight and how that occurred. I'm researching to add to that book, and I just found out that our first drilling rig, supposedly, was in 1887. They found oil here. <laughs> That's, oh, I Not don't know, amazing. six decades ahead of time of when I knew before. Yep. But, yeah. There's just so much. And the cool so, thing about his, go ahead. I was going to say, so how are you getting this out to people so that they know all about this? It's been a slow and arduous process, but I'm a believer in things happen when they're supposed to. So we went, we launched this in 2017. The idea came about in 2015. And at that time, it was only a Northern Alberta app, which I won an Outstanding Achievement Award just for the concept in heritage preservation. So then once Southern Alberta found out about it, we had a lot of, we want to be on it, right? (laughs) So in 2019, Mm -hmm. we went Alberta-wide. So we really based this on collaboration. For instance, down in the Crow's Nest Pass area, the Crow's Nest Pass Heritage Initiative has sent us several sites that we've added on the app and given them credit for. So... We built the whole app to be a collaborative movement to track Alberta history and tourism to offer. I oh, wow. That. Yeah. So do you have so, quite a few people helping you do this? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Like sending me information to upload, yeah. And eventually we're not there yet because this is grassroots and it's coming off my kitchen table. Um, on the upcoming version that we're altering for Rumble, Alberta, which is another story entirely, we will have the ability to let other people into our admin base, database. So, for instance, the uh, Crow's Nest Pass Heritage Initiative could literally go into the app and into their own information. So it's oh, wow. Here. That'll make things so much simpler for you. Oh, hugely. And and you're getting it from the source. I can't be a professional. I'm really good at my local area history, but just like always, there's only one of me here, but there's a lot of me in other different places. People like me. 
this is such a great thing that you are doing. And uh, I know a little bit about the Rumble Alberta that you're going to be doing, but before we kind of talk about that, you are going to be speaking here um, in the next week with another organization. And I want to talk about how that came about and what you're going to be talking about. Oh, Woman in Bloom. What a great bunch of ladies. First off, can't say enough good things about them. And I got a call. I actually passed. I'm a Facebook queen. So first (laughs) alerted to the organization through Facebook. And they were looking for people that were wanting to participate in a group in various places in the world that would share their stories. And through those stories, hopefully give other women um, insight into their own lives and also to make the connections, right? You're networking, you're making connections. Yeah. So I stepped up to the plate on that and made contact. Then I'm part of the advisory committee on the group. And, yeah, I'm I'm just really excited about this weekend because so many people that you, you know, when you meet them on Facebook, that's one thing, and you can type a sentence, but you don't get to see them, talk to them, connect to them. And that's what this conference yeah. is going to do. So, oh, wow. It my, sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it has been. I mean, we were, we were going to do the live conference last March, but COVID hit. So we're moving forward with the online conference. And it'll be an annual thing, I'm, I'm certainly hoping, because... March of 2022, I hope we're all in the same building actually getting to give each other hugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. We all deserve them, right? <laughs> so um, for my topic on Woman in Bloom, I have chose be the driver. I have a a saying that if life is going to throw you an unexpected turn on your road trip, be the driver. And I'm the classic example of that because if you would have, told me six years ago that I was going to build an app when I didn't know what an app was or that I was going to win awards for that effort and get all sorts of um, recognitions, I would have told you you were out of your mind. Like that was not even on my radar. So I think I'm qualified to speak on that topic. (laughs) I think it's going to be a great topic. It sounds like you, you have a lot of information that you can share with people on the experiences that you've, you've done. It's just like your app is beautiful. Like I've been checking it out here uh, for the yeah. last few days and I thought, Oh my goodness, I I'm blown away from how you thought about this to the results that you've gotten so far. And I know that it's not the end results that you even watch yet. No, we have, um, I haven't looked for a while and I've published a lot of stuff. So I'm going to take a rough guess that we have 3,300 sites published. My database is about 7,000 already, and I don't even think I've scratched the surface of what's available in Alberta. Amazing. I love this program, though. So several years ago, I I actually ended up presenting at the uh, Growing Rural Tourism Conference, the last one that they've had. It's in Camrose. And I ended up winning the marketing award. But I, I, when I present in person, I literally plug my phone into the screen and I just do app demos. That's my presentation. That, another thing I'm a first of, right? No, people look at you really weird like, can I make my app work here? <laughs> so <laughs> you, got, you got an HDMI cord? Yeah. Anyways, so 
here I have all of these tourism professionals and municipalities out in the crowd. And I said, okay, if you want an idea of what this thing really contains, I'm just going to search the letter E. And it takes about 50 minutes or 50 seconds to load all of them. And I had a lady come up to me afterwards and she said, I still can't wrap my head around what you got on that thing. <laughs> I'm like totally shocked, right? Yep, it is. And it's just, absolutely I, mind-blowing. And, and I know that you had mentioned when we had chatted the other day about um, other, maybe other provinces across Canada that would probably be interested in doing something similar to this. Oh, yeah. It, it, we're, as soon as we get Alberta mastered, we're, we're right. We are going to white label it. And, and it may be, I haven't figured out in my mind yet exactly how I want to do that, but it may be that you just download the one app, and when you're going in, you have a screen that says, where are you exploring? Alberta, BC, Northwest Territories, wherever. Or oh, I love that. do they have their own, right? Do we have eight apps? But here's my thinking mind that, that says, if this happens, then this happens. It, if you use the one platform, any upgrades and changes you do to it is across the board. Yeah, exactly. databases it's pulling the information from. So, well, with I, me being a traveler and loving to drive to all these different places, I think that this app would be absolutely fantastic for my family because we love just to keep going. And, okay, where are we close to? And we could stop and see these things. Yeah. And, and things you may not. Well, I'm going to just take a roundabout example. Jarvie, which is about, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes north of Westlock, if you pull into Jarvie, they have two things that are not on travel brochures, so to speak, and that is they have a little mini museum with a sawmill in it and tractors and things. It's an open air. You can go anytime. But they also have, I think it's the very first bat and bird conservancy where they have bat houses all through these old trails that has its own piece of history because it's called Cash oh Park. It's a cash from the railway. Well, look at that. And I've never even heard and, of that. Yeah. And like these tiny little places are not necessarily big attractions for tourism draws. So the app allows them to be known without this huge expense. Because once the information is there, it's there, right? You go update it every couple of years, make sure everything's fine, carry on. I it's, love that. And you had mentioned very, earlier about Geo Adventures. And I thought that was cool because, you know, you don't realize how big of a thing that is actually becoming. Mm-hmm. And especially since COVID hit. Because it's a COVID-friendly activity. I don't know. COVID-friendly is not the right word. I'm kind of out of touch with some <laughs> of that stuff because I live rurally on 100 acres and I don't go anywhere. So I'm I'm one of the least affected people around. But oh, I, But you can go out with your family and not not encounter other people while you're doing something fun. I, I oh love my goodness, I love that. Yeah. Oh, and I love that. It's almost how we designed the Rumble Alberta thing too, because we don't know what's going to happen in two months. So how do we... And that in itself we, is a really cool thing that you had mentioned, the Rumble Alberta tour. That in itself is exciting. You know, we hear about that. And I went to the website and the Facebook page, and that is going to be a fun thing in the summer. Oh, 
hugely. So, and it's all about collaboration, which I'm, I'm pretty passionate about people working together. So I have the app, I have a whole pile of data. And then I also have a friend who interestingly enough shares my birthday (laughs) and her name is Renee and she runs Canadian, she's executive director of Canadian Motorcycle Tourism Association. So they wanted to provide maps of specific places with challenges for people to go visit during the summer. And in that collaboration, we have our Google Maps, our Google route maps for Rumble, but all of them lead into the History Check app. So you can just go do the challenges, but if you really like a community, you can delve deeper by using History Check. So it's almost tiered. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, it does. And we've been, the the buy-in on this thing, i got to tell you, I feel like I sat on a keg of dynamite and lit the fuse. <laughs> this is a very well-received idea. We've got municipalities and tourism organizations and even businesses, So, and then we have partnering charities. So we really, both Renee and I are, are social entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, we really wanted to make this thing to give back to our province in a time when we need it most. So yeah. from the participant level, we're going to be selling event passes. You can use the Google Maps. You don't have to have an event pass. You can use the Google Maps to do whatever you want. Go see what you want. But if you want to take part in the specials that our sponsoring businesses are offering, or if you want to participate in these challenges to win the prizes, then you need to buy an event pass. And it's going to be from May long week until October 3rd that this thing runs. So there's no bunching up. Same as what we were talking about geocaching. You can go, you're not worried about COVID rules. And... With all of our participants, even if you go out for one weekend and take advantage of the specials, our hundred dollar event pass will you'll save that or win that. You know what I mean? You'll get that value back and then some. But oh, when you I buy love your that. Event, <laughs> when you buy your event pass, the first question you're gonna be asked is which of our partnering charities would you like to support with twenty dollars? So I'm not going to list them all, but Little Warriors, Be Brave Ranch, MS Society, um, Fresh Start Addictions, Alberta Native Friendship Centers. There's 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 eight charities there that you can choose from to donate to. So that's our first give back. So oh my we have a, you know what? I was going to say, yeah. I love that. And I hope that if you don't mind, Sheila, I would love for you to come back on our program you know, in May when this was all starting and we could do another program to talk all about Rumble Alberta touring because I think that our listeners would be extremely excited to learn more about that. No worries. Uh, I, I'll be happy to come back anytime you like me to. <laughs> I like to talk. <laughs> We're going to have so much fun. You've got so much to share with us. But I want to end our show here. Okay. Uh, is there any way for our listeners to still get tickets to Women in Bloom? Um or the women's, yeah, the women, it's yeah, women, in, women blue, in blue, correct? Yeah. But can they, they get a hold of that? Women, can they get some tickets to that? They go into Women in Bloom on the Facebook group. There is, I'm going to pull it up right now, too, because I just shared it. There's there's um, links there on several of the, pardon me, posts. 
it's got a really long URL code. Woman in Bloom in Edmonton backslash Eventbrite, I believe, will take you there. And I'm, I may be wrong on that. So, But that Facebook group has the correct link. That's excellent. And that is this weekend, correct? That is this weekend. We're going to have networking on Friday, and the conference is, is on Saturday and Sunday, where you can go in and and see the different speakers. Oh, I love that. Well, Sheila, I'm going to be posting the social media for the Women in Bloom link so that our listeners can go and check that out. And I'm also going to be posting your social media on our page, too, so that they can check out all the things you're doing, especially about your amazing app. And I definitely, before this summer, want to have you back on to talk more about the Rumble Alberta Tour. Excellent. So I'm, yeah, I I just, I'm excited about all the stuff that's happening, but I think I'm more excited about all the people pulling together to make it happen. No matter what I do, that really drives me. Like it's, it's my driving force is seeing people work together. Oh, I love that. And you know what? <laughs> that for me is the most amazing thing also. When we can see positive stuff happening from, especially in a time that there hasn't been a lot of, good things that a lot of people are feeling and what you are doing and how you're inspiring others is just wonderful. And I want to thank you so much for being my amazing guest today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, I loved it. And I can't wait to have you back on. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Gemini. I'm a versatile person. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. And welcome to the Divas family. We're so excited to have you. And you know what? A big shout-out to all of our amazing listeners that have been checking us out today and that have been continuing to be with us for the last, you know, 11 seasons. You know, thank you so much. It's because of all of you that we are now listening to in over 30 countries around the world. Uh, we want to just let you know how grateful we are to all of you. I hope that all of you have a fantastic day and that you do something kind. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.